Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, this is my first time I actually calling in. Uh, so, uh, Margaret, are you out
Hello, this is Sean. Hello, hello, Sean. Can you hear me? I can Are hear you, Gina. That's great. Right on. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm finally, huh? You did a great yeah. job. Hi, yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Basically, uh, I run this show by myself, and so sometimes when I do have someone in-house with me, I guess no one probably heard me from the beginning, but I'd like to welcome you here. Sorry about the little confusion, but usually I have Well, you do a great job, and it's hard to to do to engineer you know, all that technical stuff. Yes, it, well, yes. It, it, well, you know, it's it's not that hard because of the job that I do. It's it's so it's so rewarding. I'm sorry out there to all my vets and all my military family out there who are probably listening and couldn't hear me. I'm glad you told me you couldn't hear me. I'd like to thank you, welcome you here. Um, it's my honor and my pleasure to welcome you, Miss Margaret Higgins. Sean, um, she so lovingly likes to be called. Thank you for showing up and being here. You know, this is a great, important. That's how we met. Actually, we met because. Yeah. Yes, yes. So go ahead. Uh, this is Gina's Groove Theory. Pretty much here, we discuss anything that we want to. You know, you can. I mean, if you slip and say a bad word, it's okay. It's explicit. Cause oh, I don't say bad words. <laughs> well, that's I good. don't do that. Well, well that's but, good. Um, but, but I, I, I want you to ask me questions, though, Gina. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, basically, you know where I, you know my standpoint. This is uh, actually. Let's go ahead and let the, the audience know what's going on today. Actually, this show is the second part of a uh, series of shows that I'm going to be doing called called because I created actually. Uh, Sean knows I created a, a Facebook page just for our vets and it's called a uh, uh, Shepherd's Pasture. And uh, this is number two show of a series of shows that are going to be dedicated to our servicemen and women out there those who are in active duty and those who are retired, those who have lost, that we have lost to uh, to them battling for us. And, and uh, this is dedicated totally to them. And uh, I, I, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the, the discussions that we have on LinkedIn are uh, directed towards mental illness and, you know, just the treatment of our vets. And it currently, as you know, Sean, I don't know if you know, but currently a vet a day is uh, killing themselves, him or herself, because of not having the right proper job resources. What did not, you say, ma'am? What did you say, Jenna? I said uh, one vet a day. Currently at this time, a vet a day, men and women alike are killing themselves because they have no job qualifications when they get out. They don't May have. May I you there, please? It's yes. 18 per day. 18 per day. 18 what? suicides by active duty, I believe, active duty and veterans per day. That's why I created my Facebook group for suicidal active duty and for suicidal veterans. All you have to do is type a V in the search bar, and you should be able to have a get the blue box below and click on it and get to my site, my group. Well, um, what uh, what encouraged you to? Um, I mean, well, can you give the people a little bit about yourself? You know, you're a service woman as well, and you're to be honored as well. So, um, Thank you. Well, I am. Uh, I, I wanted to also correct you. 
Gina, not all veterans are retired. I'm retired because I have a disability, but veterans um, may have been honorably discharged like I was and Mm -hmm. just have gotten out after uh, a certain amount of time. I don't think they're all retired. They're all all called retired. After 20 years, you're retired. That's Oh, yes. Well, thank you for the correction because a, a friend of mine, he was explaining that to me as well. When I say when I say all vets, I, I say anybody that ever walked into the United States, uh, you know, armed forces and decided to, you know, take part. I, it doesn't to me. Everybody, everybody is. Well, I, I, I know you, that. So I'm just kind of, um, you know, crossing T's and you know, thing and cue, you know, putting cues here. But uh, thank you, thank don't you. Don't worry I need about that. it. Yes, we I need know, that. We know what you mean. Yeah, we we need we need we need the people out here really need to know what's really going on. Now you say eighteen per day. We need you know we right. need to inform and get everybody. See, every, we walk around thinking that you know um, you know most most of the military guys that we see they made it out. They don't they don't seem like they have any issues. So the whole oh, idea. Oh, that's not true either, Gina. As you know, they have PTSD. They have PTS. Uh, they have TBI. They have all, they're mentally ill. You know, they have all kinds of issues, and these are the invisible ones. And then yeah. they have physical amputations that happened that occurred during combat wartime. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And when we when we speak on how they were, how you know, I, the last show that we had, you were supposed to be on, but I'm so glad you're here. I would love to have you here on every show that we do on this, simply because. You are, you know, you you give your burst of energy and you you enlighten me as well. Um, being it thank you, we, Gina. I just pray that I'm correct in what I'm telling you. That's okay. That's okay. And if if it's, if whatever whatever, correct me. Make sure you correct me because see, the only way I can bring information to anybody is that I try to bring it as, as correct as I can. That's why I don't do too many shows. I don't do too much because I, tr- I now I research. I try to do my research. So anything. Well, that's, that's got, good, and I would do as many shows as you so please, because you so desire, Gina, because you're good. That you care about all of us, veterans, active duty. So keep on going, Gina. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. You know what I said. This is uh, you know, I've sat and I talked to a lot of vets. Um, if you don't mind, uh, you give me. Uh, I've I've heard. I, I've asked a lot of stories. I've even seen a vet go into uh, what do you call it, where they can flashback and and you know it startled me. But but it's it's a real true. It's a real it's a real problem. And it, and we need to be there. I mean, uh, as far as you giving us a uh, what there's so many different ranges of disorders that that come with it. Uh, when you served, when you served, you were fortunate. Could you give, you know, give the people a little bit about, you know, what it is that they need to see to be able to, because some people don't even know they have uh, my, you know, I mean, I, I didn't admit it. I mean, I'm in denial. So with that. Wait, did you, you know, serve, Dana? Did you serve? No, no, I never served. That's what I'm saying. So, but you I mean, have PTSD, am I right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. How'd you get yours? traumatic traumatic uh on the job harassment oh it's such a that's that's why i know you know i thought ptsd was only for military too that's what i thought it's not it's definitely not gina people yes, need you, to know that if you if you get into a car accident or if you're raped or robbed you can get ptsd just like that just the same as military members we wow. are not unique in this alone in this and that's why it shouldn't just it should be just be a. Uh, 
you know, a lot of people don't worry about anything until it happens to them. See, and I guess that's how I got into this because it happened to me. And I think well, that's, that's, that's a, that may I say, if I may say so, Gina, that's too late. We need yeah. to tell people. People need to know and spread the word. And I wrote this on my Facebook profile page. People are military members are committing suicide out there. It's 18 a day. It's about, it's about when I last checked, and. This is, we can't hide this anymore. We can't not speak about this anymore. It's going on. We have to face it, and we have to address it. And not only that, we have to act upon it. We have to call our senators, call our congressmen, call whoever it is, the Department of the Army, the whoever it is that you can call that might be able to act on this, call them, please. You know you know what really uh you know I got to give a lot of uh thanks to Mr. Wuko, Frank Wuko of uh, AM970 because he for some reason we got in contact with each other and he does a show on Sundays actually this day too. He does a show probably around this time at at this time in Miami, Florida and he was the one who alerted me and I think he's going to be very surprised. He alerted me about the one a day. I don't think he knows about the 18. So I mean that is no. Uh, I do not think it's only one of the day. It is eighteen at least to say. That that's what the last show. Uh, my friend Ken said the same thing. He said it's more than one, and that is that is a disgrace. Oh, he was in the military. I don't know if your friend who's a producer, whatever he is, was in the military. But yes, yes, yes. you know, military members know for sure about this. Wow. Yes. Yeah. He's a military. He was. He said yes. It's more than one. So. That yeah, because yeah, he was ex-military, right? Yeah, that's a disgrace. Yeah. Would that? How how is it? How is it that you guys? You know, I, I did a writing about about this the other day, and I think you touched on it. How is it that they? You know, that someone goes in and they stand up and they stand for us and they have all the courage it takes to walk in and and do the job that you guys have done, and then for us to end up walking over you on the street. What is that all about? Well, how, how, I was homeless before I joined joined the army, but. The economy is so bad, veterans cannot get jobs. They are not transitioned into civilian life after they get out or before they get out. Um, uh, you know, I, I, there's just a multitude of problems they have. And for one thing, they need to be alerted to all the benefits there are for them. Like at my local VA, um, and I'm in San Francisco in the VA hospital in the emergency room. I saw a flyer that said, we will find housing for veterans, homeless veterans. And so one guy said, well, I don't want to do that. And that that's okay to say, but if you are interested at all, um, please uh, please tell somebody you are homeless. And, well, I don't know if the homeless can hear me at all. They can't. But... You know, tell the tell the homeless person that go to your local VA and get your information about the benefits and housing, and you know they have all the all the um, invaluable uh, uh, information that veterans need, homeless veterans. Well, well, uh, now now I can speak on this one. Now, um, to be honest with you, as funny as it is, a lot of our homeless people out here, because, you know, I've been working with them for 11 years, a lot of them do have cell phones. I mean, that it's the funniest thing. They have more cell phones than some people who have homes don't have cell phones. But in the That's case very of, interesting, you, isn't it? Yeah, and, yes, and don't you, be afraid will, to talk, Gina. You have, you're doing great. 
Thank you very much. And you're correct. You know what I what I was doing was I go out there on the riverbeds and under the under those uh, freeway passes, and I go and I speak. Oh, God them. bless so, you for that. And I'm going to find a way to take my you're alive. Thank you very much. I'm going to find a way to, uh, you know, I've, I've been working on that for a while, too, like trying to get the homeless out there that live on the river because it is it is a growing problem with all of us, you know, pretty much all the monies that are being spent out here, you know, for just nonsense on, on things that don't really matter should be going towards you guys. If we can put uh, all that money into the penal uh, system and, you know, to to lock away, and, and also, too, that's another thing, too. A lot of our vets end up in the, uh, you know, penal institution because of, you know, them being, you know, um, them having disorders and no one really understanding and caring enough to say. That's well, right, that's right. And, right. and they have to see, and they are having flashbacks and it backs, and they do think that the enemy is there, and they do think that there's danger there, and, you know, you're absolutely right. And or they end up in mental institutions, and I hated that with a passion. I hated being locked up, and so that I learned that if you call the veterans crisis line, as long as you don't have a plan and you're suicidal, they're not going to lock you up. Wow, really, really? I, oh, so so. And I way- told my veterans on my suicide. Group for suicidal active duty and for suicidal veterans, and I made this clear to one of the staff members on the veterans crisis line, and he announced it the next morning at the meeting they had. But anyway, um, uh, you can call if you just want to talk. Call the veterans crisis line. It's actually the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and you press one for veterans. You can call if you just want to talk, if you just are, if you're not only, not just, but if you're in an emotional crisis, and especially if you're suicidal. Please call if you're suicidal. And reaching out for help, it does not mean you're weak. It means you're strong and intelligent and balanced. Wow. You know what? I just received, and this is funny because I tell a lot of my callers that, you know, some of my guests that come out and some of my listeners don't want to be, you know, they don't want to come on, right, because they're a little nervous. And, and, you know, I tell people all the time, don't be nervous. But I was just invited to, and I'm going to send this invitation to you. Uh, I was invited to the Institute for Veterans and Military Families. Uh, It's going to be, it's a vet net entrepreneur. Uh, event it's going to be it's 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 for entrepreneur boot camp for veterans with disabilities EBV for a live Google Hangout the Hangout it's going to be on the Google Hangout I don't, I don't know if you're with Google but uh, I just accepted or am I going yes I will oh, I, I Google places I Google like uh, copsalive.com or something is that yeah. I Google things but I'm not yes I don't know quite what you mean. Google. You know, Google. Is it, a, is it a real place or is it on Facebook? Yeah. It's, no, it's going to be it's, it's on Google. See, Google. Let me tell you, Google has started. Uh, Google has gotten like a. They've gotten like a Facebook and they've gotten like a email. So you know they have email and so they have they they design communities and in these. Well, do they have a Facebook page? Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a look. It, and it's ac- actually it's called VetNet Life Event. It's going to be tomorrow. It's succeeding, succeeding as civilians. <laughs> this is got it. Oh, I got to pass this on. I'm going to have to follow. It says it's a follow-up discussion based on the 60-minute special that had aired 
it's, that aired on May 12th. It's airing on. It's going to air tonight. Am I going? Yes, I will be there. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Yes. What I'll, is I'll it share. about? It's going to be about. It actually, it's succeeding as civilians. So, in other words, they're trying to get. They're trying. To, they're trying to reach out to our vets who've come home and don't have the right job skills and the right job training. Very so, nice. Very yes. nice. Well, that's a beautiful thing. You know, 60 Minutes did, now, now get this, I, I don't look at TV much, and I don't really pay attention to news, but 60 Minutes did an episode, this is like last year, on, you know, every year up in, uh, I, I believe it's Camp Pendleton, Camp Pendleton has a, mm-hmm. uh, 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 an event where they take in the homeless and they give them, you know, the homeless vets, and they give them, there's a, no, a certain number of, of them that can get a chance to get a life start. So I mean I got to give praise and thanks to them. So 60 Minutes did the show on it, and that's that that just touched me so so. Oh, that's great, Camp Pendleton, Camp Pendleton, hooray! That's, that's right. a Marine base, and that's, it's down south actually, Jane. That's right, and and I mean that, but then they can only take it was thousands, it's thousands of vets who are out there, but they can only take a certain number. So what that's about? That's a shame. That's a crying shame, isn't it? What yeah. if one of you, either you or I, were one of those those homeless veterans? What a shame! You know, there was a young lady on there, and see, uh, and let me tell you. Now, this is one thing that I do have. I have a lot of problems with the VA doing. I mean, giving stipulations and giving guidelines. I have a problem with the United States giving you. And I love this country. Don't get me wrong, but I have a problem. I do with too. But give me examples, Jenna, about the VA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, them giving stipulations. You have to do a certain thing, or, or in other words, you can't. Now, what I notice is they, you can't get into certain VA programs if you, if you're an alcoholic or if you have, you know, any type of, uh, you know, addiction problems. And well, I, I there are also of, programs that the VA, VA has for those. I'm sure, I'm sure there must be. Well, I'll or they can see a psychiatrist or psychologist there. There are ways they can be seen. These are also disorders, alcoholism yes. and drug addiction, and yes, they're disorders. What worried me the most was when I saw that 60 Minutes um, on, on the uh, Camp Pendleton uh, for the vets, what worried me the most was, and that what worries me most the most here in, in Long Beach, you know, I deal with a lot of vets out here, and we have a we have Cabrillo. You know, they had closed down the ports of Long Beach, and they, they took down the naval base here, and this was a large naval city down here. I'm quite sure you knew and um, um, when they closed it down, well, they had the Cabrillo where you ha- where, where vets can house, but they give them that stipulation that you know they can't get in unless they're sixty days or ninety days clean. Believe you or me, I'm telling you, I've seen. I mean, I, got I a know guy. that. I am yeah. sure that. I mean, there must be. Can you Google veterans hospitals programs for alcoholics and drug addicts? Yes, I can do that right now. I can veterans do that. hospitals. Yes, programs for alcoholics and a drug addicts. Please. Oh, you know what? Uh, you know, I don't even have to because, you know, I go to the VA out here all the time. They do have services for addictions and stuff. So is, is it just that um, you have to get that help first before they give you housing? Or, I mean, do you have to do this? Yeah, to- I would think so. I would think so because they don't want you to wreck in the houses or anything. I was an alcoholic for a year. They don't want you to, you know, I, you know, I speak for myself. You, they don't want you messing up those houses and so forth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that does. You're that not. Does make- you're not yourself when you're on alcohol. When you're drunk. That's all. And I speak from personal experience. I'm not trying to cut down alcoholics or drug drug addicts. I, Me I went, 
I took drugs, but I wasn't an addict. Me either. <laughs> look, I, I, look I, I tell people all the time, if I'm willing to tell on myself, then I'm, if a person is willing to tell their own dirt, then I'm willing to trust. I can trust a person that was willing to tell their own dirt. I can't really trust anybody that's willing to tell somebody else's dirt. You see, to me, don't tell me a third party. Tell me what you got planned. Tell me what you Right, about. honestly. And, Honest. you know, I also want to mention that I quit drugs and alcohol and smoking, and I smoked like a fiend five packs a day, and please don't judge me. Um, uh-huh. I know you won't, Gina. And that was about 22 years ago, 23 years ago. Were you? And it can be done. All those things can be quit. Yeah. You can you know be victorious over those things. And it was very, very hard to quit smoking. So I quit many times. I'll be honest about that. And I hate to say it, but you may have to quit many times before you're successful. But quit. You quit. will die from cigarette smoking. You will get emphysema from cigarette smoking. You will have to have a tube in your mouth to breathe for you if you get emphysema. I have a real serious question to ask you. Um, Absolutely. What I saw in that 60 Minutes special, this is what I got to that really bothered me the most, was some of the uh, service, it was a woman, it was a woman who had never, um, it was a woman and a man who had never uh, had never drank and had never did drugs until they got into the military. Can you shed me some light on that? Is I mean, um, you know, I hear a lot of stories, and I've talked to a lot of vets, and a lot of them say, that is a is a you know when it comes to drugs and things like that it's a they'll you know they they'll it's okay for them to know but not to, it's like you 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 have to give that impression that you you're not on it but they know you're on it. Is, well, is that, it's not okay with the military. If you're on drugs, if you're on drugs or alcohol, they need to know about it and they will they will do something about it. They will do something about it, and it's pretty hard to hide if you're on a drug or on alcohol. I actually, um, they have keggers, they're called, I believe, in the military. I, we had them at Yakima Firing Center, which is attached to Fort Lewis up in Washington State. State. And um, um, I actually, I'll tell you honestly, I took a drug called X112, which was over the counter in Germany when I was stationed there. But um, my staff sergeant, when I became a sports director, found out about it the first day. I never took it again uh, in recreation. I was in recreation. I did take it again. I have to be honest with you again here. I did take it again after I got out of the Army, I think. I I wouldn't have taken it in the Army ever again, I don't think. But after the Army, I took it big time, and it really messed up my mind. It contributed to my mental illnesses. My psychiatrist said, so I really warn you, all active duty, all veterans, please don't take drugs. Please don't drink too much, and please don't smoke. Thank you. You're so sweet. I mean, um, actually, I am I'm guilty of doing all, all and under. That's why I tell people, you know, um, I'm no better than anybody else, and, and I've learned, I learned not to judge anybody because simply because, see, you know, when you point the finger and when you, you spend too much time, sometimes we spend too much time worrying about things that aren't really, and that's what I think America is doing. We're spending a lot of time worrying about what about these reality TV shows. And right here, you know, we have the people, the men and women of, uh, who have served this this country, you know, um, feeling that no one really cares. And that's one thing that Cherokee taught me. He taught me that 
you know, it's not what it is that you've done. It's, I mean, you, he he would say this. If you came to him like five minutes after doing crack or something, he'll say, you know, you, know, you ask him, you say, well, can I do some outreach? Now, and this does work, too. If you are having those problems, you can find your, your community centers or your mental your mental health, uh, uh, there's a Mental Health of America almost everywhere, too, where you can go in and do some street outreach. Now, street outreach got me, had changed my life, too, because once you get out there, you Oh, start... I'm getting a call, Gina. Can I, can you hold on for just one second, please, one minute? Yes, I got you. I got you. And also, I while got... I'm doing... you're welcome. While I'm out here doing this, I'm also touching my groups. You guys need to know out there that Google Plus actually has a lot of communities out there. They have military communities that you can join. They have hangouts. They have discussions. They have military spouse support. They have uh, jobs for veterans. They have the Go For Illness uh, communities. They have tours, uh, um, actually virtual tours for vets. They have homes for vets. Um, there are so many communities out there, and I'm just getting with them, and I'm so I'm so thankful that they have allowed me to join uh, in their in their group and to, to be a part of Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, I was letting everybody know that, see, Google, they have communities. Tell you about that. That was a nurse. What did you say? Yeah, Google, Google Plus, actually. That, I mean, that's who uh, invited me. They have a lot of communities for veterans. They have um, actually vet- veterans for uh, veterans' uh, wives. Uh, they have uh, military spouse uh, groups. They have discussion groups. They have jobs for veterans. They have go go for illness groups. They have so many groups. Majority of the groups out there are either for social networking or military. So you guys need to check that out. That's Google, Google Plus. You guys know Google is who you go do your search with. They are now just not email. They are now communities and communities getting together, try to you know make some changes too. So that's what I'm on. I'm I'm just learning about the social networking, Miss Higgins. I you know I you're more savvy than me. <laughs> but no, it, it, I'm it, not. And you're giving a lot, out a lot of good information here, Gina. And um, I just don't know what Google Plus is personally. I'll show it to you. When we, when we get off, I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll, I got a little way to where we can share some documents. And I'll, I'll okay, but can you, please, can you please tell the listeners what Google Plus is because they may not know. Yeah, Google Plus. Actually, you guys who are out there who have Google Mail, who have, I mean, who, okay, Google is a search engine, but now it is an email as well, and they have communities. So go into your if you have a Google account. I don't know if you can do it if you don't have a Google account, but if you have a Gmail account, go in, touch on where it says um, where you are, and ask. Go into where the home is, and in there you'll see communities. I mean, so many different communities, and you can join those communities. There are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people out there. You'd be surprised. I picked up a lot of veteran friends out there. So you guys, I'm much love out there to them, too, because I know they're listening, because I did touch them and let them know that we're going to be on today. We're going to do a show about this every once a week. I mean, if I don't do any other show a week <laughs> in a day, I'm going to do a show that's dedicated to our men and women of the service because there's something that needs to be done. When you mention about getting in touch with our representatives. I mean, let the people know how serious this issue is. and, and where, That's where... how serious it is. That it has to be talked about. It can't be, it can't be invisible anymore. You have to do You have to act on it, not just know about it, and not just be scared of it. You can't be, think, be thinking that these people are glass or whatever you think that's negative about suicidal veterans or suicidal people. They exist. And they will take their lives. And they, veterans do take their, li- their lives, 18 per day. And so 
it's so easy to pick up a phone and call your congressman, call your senator, and ask them. You'll probably get, you know, you won't get the senator or the congressman, but you will get a receptionist that will take down your message and transfer it to the senator and to the congressman and tell them veterans are, crook are committing suicide 18 a day and tell them that suicide is rampant among active duty. In 2012, more active duty troops committed suicide than were lost in combat. That is horrific. That's horrific. It angers me. It it just angers me. Well, you know, I, I know it angers people to do something about it. I know, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, everybody out there knows that I have um, battled uh, mental illness. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I've learned. And that's what, what I'm learning here in my apartment. See, see, when you have mental illness and people have, uh, people find out that you have it, um, it puts a stigma on you. It is a stereotype. And it, I didn't even believe in panic attacks. I didn't even believe in it. So when I was diagnosed with it, oh, you know, I had a big, I had a big, a hard time getting over denial. And that's the first thing with drugs or anything, is denial. The fact that yeah, denial. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely with drugs. And you know what? It's so hard to face it because I'm psychotic. I take a pill for it, you know, medication, and I'm not, and I'm not anxious anymore. I'm not depressed anymore because I'm on medications. I can't tell you how much, how important it is for mentally ill veterans and active duty to take their medications and to reach out for help. There's a saying at my local VA hospital that says it, say, it takes the courage of a warrior to fight and it takes the courage of a warrior to reach out for help. Yes. That's strong. That's strong. That's not yes, weak. Yes, it is. You know, the RVA, they have it right outside, you know, in the pretty, those letters, uh, you know, the uh, kind of, where kind of like the blimp, you know, you see that they have that same, it does, it takes a warrior to stand up and have the courage enough to ask for help. And you know what, uh, even for me, even for me, I know it's a hard thing and it's a struggle and you don't want anybody to judge you, but right now today, right, right. it's not about but You judging. know what, people that are prejudiced against you or any mentally ill person, they probably are. They're, pro- they're very probably not balanced, not definitely not educated about mental illness, and they may have their own personal problems, may be insecure themselves, very much so. And so there are reasons, but you can spread facts about mental illness. You can educate people, and um, I did get up in front of my church congregation, tell the congregants that I was mentally ill, but my message is to aim high, which you have done, Gina. I am amazed and proud of you beyond belief, Gina. And, you know, there are actors, say, um, uh, uh, um, Diane Cannon and Patty Duke and Dick Cavett, he's a, you know, he's a, um, he was one of those hosts of a, he was a host of a talk show long ago. They are mentally ill, for goodness sakes. And I knew a director of, a, I think it was of a VA hospital, he was a director of a hospital that was mentally ill. And also, there is a schizophrenic author, and she she also has, she's a psychiatrist, and, you know, she has a husband, she lives a normal life, and then she has her episodes, and she can't practice then, 
and then she goes back to her practice. She's a psychiatrist who's mentally ill, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So, you know, there's no reason for people to be prejudiced against mental illness. And for, yeah. for any mentally ill person to think that they're less, they're not. They are not. And they don't have to buy that from people that tell them they are. Just aim high. Go straight to it and aim high. It's all, all the opportunities are out there. If, if I can say anything about anything, when you said that, you said you struck it right on, you struck the nose, right, the nail right on the head. The bottom line, it's not what anybody feels about you. It's not what anybody's going to think about you because we need you. We need you in this life. We needed you at one time to be there to serve for us. We need you. We need your life is important. Everything about you is important. You are not forgotten. You will never be forgotten. And that's that's for all of our vets out there, active, non-active, retired, unretired, any veteran out there. You guys are neat. You guys are loved and you're needed and you're appreciated. You're appreciated by me and all the people that I know. Huh? May I intervene here? Would you yes. please put all these lovely, important, brave, proud words on my Facebook groups? And I'll tell you what they are when, you e- when I email you. Okay. 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 Uh, what's your email address? Uh, it's uh, actually it's uh, Gina Two M V Gina G E N A Two the number two M V E N V Y at Gmail. Gina. And that's for you guys. And no dot there. com. No. Is it? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You you would put um no dot dot com. Uh, now. It's or? email at 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 com dot com. Com. Okay. Now you're listening to know too, and they can write to you. Is that okay with you? Yes. Yes. And also, well, you are show... such a brave, proud, great person, Gina. And I want the whole world to know about you in this. Um, you just take on so many. I would cost so much. I would caution you, Gina, to not take on the world. You are not responsible for the world, and you can't help the whole world. You have to face that fact now. I, I do. I do know. I do know. I can't take on the whole world, but you know, there's just some battles. There's just some battles that you just can't. You know, when I when I when I was diagnosed, when I finally came to terms with my mental illness, um, I, I I you know I had I had people who supported me. I had people who cared. And and what I found out is that that's all anybody ever needs is just a little bit of hope. I mean, if you if somebody tells you it's gonna be okay, they say it's gonna be okay. I'm here. I got you. I support you. I, I'm gonna stand by you. You know, that's all Absolutely. a person really needs. That's right. am I true? Well, what a mentally ill person needs, in my uh, opinion, also, is to be loved, but also to be needed. I wish parent, my parents didn't do this for me, but I wish they had felt made me feel needed and loved. What and it could be we, anybody. If your if your con- church congregation makes you feel needed and loved, you're there. And if you know, if, if any other person, if any other uh, group in society makes you feel needed and loved, you know, employers and so forth, you're there. You're a person, Gina. Everybody that's mentally ill is a person. Before they don't let your mental illness define you is what is what I say to people. Yes. What is it that we can do as a society, um, um, Sean? What is it that I, I, I like your name, Sean, too? What is it that we can do as a society to uh, to be a better assistance? I mean, what can we do? I mean, I know what you guys 
have been doing. We know what we know. You, you, your, your actions speak louder than words. But what do we do to be able to help you guys to get the right proper service that you need? You mean about because we're mentally ill? Uh, no, be, because you've served this country and you may need some help right now. And and they they. Hey, like, oh, I need help. One thing you do is you call the Veterans Crisis Line, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. But you press 1 for veterans. And I'll give you the number, Jana. Yes, yes. Should give that number. This Uh, phone number for the Veterans Crisis Line is 1-800-273-8255. And press 1 for veterans. Did you get that? Do you think they got that? Let's do it again. I, I want to get it too. So let me grab my pen because I mean yeah, I need yeah. I, I need it I need it as well because I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of folks that come to me and they need they they need help too. So can we have that number one more time, Sean? Okay, it's actually the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and I don't want them to you know be scared and and think that you know but think that I'm lying to them about that, but. It, you press one for veterans, so it's not. It's called the Veterans Crisis Line, and that number is one eight hundred toll free two seven three eight two five five. That's once again, you guys. That's one eight hundred. It's the toll free number. It's the National Suicide for Veteran Hotline. Hotline. It's 1-800, you guys, and I'll go ahead and post this as well on my Facebook, you guys, on my Facebook, on on Shepherd's Pasture as well. It's 1-800-273-8255. I will say it again before the end of the show. I will. So you guys, grab your pens and piece of paper. Grab your pen, your paper, get whatever you have so you can take these numbers and you can get some help. I also do have another number for you guys, and it's actually the National Call Center for Homeless Veterans. It's the Eight. National Call Center for Homeless Veterans, and that number is one eight seven seven four A I D as an aid V E T as in that's one eight one eight seven seven four two four three eight three eight. You guys utilize that number. I'm going to post that number as well. Both numbers will be on my Facebook pages as well. We will share that. We will get some get this going and get. You know, get get everybody some help. We all, you know what? And like I said, we all need a little bit of help. We all need help. help. Everybody alive needs help. That's no, that's no uh, unique thing. No unique. That's not unique. We all need help. Everybody well, alive. We're all carrying our crosses. We all have our crosses to bear. What made you? Mentally um, ill people just have it a little harder. But you know, don't. Define yourself as mentally ill. Think of yourself as a human being and aim high. All what the made you up there? What's that? What, what made you come to terms? Okay, I know. What, see, I was forced to kind of come to terms with it. What, what made you come to terms with it? Because you are so you. I mean, you, like I said, you encourage me and you give me you and Miss Patricia out there. I, I don't know where she is today, but you guys are so. Pardon my French, but kick ass with how you guys are. You guys have more energy than I have. What is it that you know uh, that you can that made you you know just accept it you know because I came to a point of acceptance. How, how did you get to your point of acceptance if you had a problem? Well, for one thing, I was 
discharged, knowing I was mentally ill, I was schizophrenic in the Army. And I saw my commander, I thought, on the television. You know, I see I was delusional. And I, I thought people were talking to me on the radio. This is all what schizophrenia is all about. Um, that's not the, these are not the only things, of course. And so, um, you know, I felt it was really unfair, and I felt it was a lie. But I, one man came into where I was studying in AIT, Advanced Individual Training, and said, get your purse. And I went into his office, and he asked me a bunch of questions about my MOS, my military occupational specialty, and I didn't know the answers. And he said, well, you don't know your MOS. Well, I was, I was heading for honor graduate, my class. And so then, after that, I, I, was, taken to, I was put in, into the hospital. And that was horrible. I thought I was being re, being re, I thought I was being reassigned to Fort Lewis. So oh. I was put into a mentally ill ward and locked up to hate more than more than life itself. I mean, I can't think of the right word. That's not true. But I, I like I hate it more than more than passionately. And um, uh, I love life. Um, and uh, so I was, you know, it was very much evident to me that I was mentally ill. And I was in denial at first, just like you, Gina. I just, um, I just didn't let on. And I thought I wasn't letting on. And I thought there were no signs. But yeah. Yeah, if you feel normal, but you're not. And in the Army, I didn't, at the end, I didn't feel normal. I felt very, very uh, schizophrenic. And I didn't know that's what it was, but... Uh, then we were locked in that ward for mentally ill people, and then after months and months of paperwork, um, I guess they were analyzing us and judging us and examining us too, because my psychiatrist said they wanted to see if we were any of any danger to others. Um, well, I'm no danger to others. I still get suicidal, but I tend to always call someone, and it's the most it's the most horrible feeling in the world, Gina, as you may or may not know, yeah. because you, it's just the feeling is just insurmountable, it seems. Anyway, um, so that's how I found out. And then after I got out, I was discharged honorably. And I got out, and my father said, first thing he said to me possibly was, you certainly have a poor track record. He, and then to that, he said, and worse those that effect. And here I had been squad leader. I became a sports director in special services. I I didn't get undergraduate, but I did get graduate with honors. And he said, you have a very poor track record. He, I had even won honors in, um, in college. And so when he sent me a, a card that said, how can a father like me Brag about a daughter like you, um, without you know. How can a father like me uh, not brag about a daughter like you, or something to worse that effect? I didn't believe that he was proud of me. I didn't believe that card at all, and that's the damage that did to me. Yeah, and yeah. he was he was saying my he was he was very very hurt that I was mentally ill. And I didn't know this till later. I, you know, you don't know it. And um, I'm sure my mother was very, very hurt as well. Or my whole family. 
And, you know, it can do great damage to many ill people if they are told they don't have a good track record. They think that that's, that's a fact. And mental illness has nothing to do with a track record. Right. Of course. Right, right. Things you accomplish, not that at all. You're it, mentally it, ill, that's a disease, and you can't help it. It's, it's, it's uh, hereditary. And it's just, I was as, so blessed to um, have the Army uh, and the, well, the VA pick up the tab for my mental illness, and now I get a nice pension for it. Mm. You know, that's another thing, too, that I want to touch on. I'm glad you spoke on. Um, this is to the families of people who are serve, who are serving in the military. Fam- families of the veterans. Let's let's just get this out in the open because uh, this was something that really uh, really uh, it, it touches me simply because how I I how I found out I had mental illness was through my children and it was through their fright and their scaredness of me. Um, Aww. I, I, yeah, I am they, so sorry, Gina. Oh, oh, we've come a lo- we've come a long way, but now even now, as they're grown ups, that they know, you know, they they know what mommy went through because mom. See, I, I tell you, see, I wasn't even in the service, so I'm gonna tell you, it must be hard for you guys to to get through this part because see, uh, I was I was being harassed on the job, and when I picked the kids up from school, they, you know, I mean, I was doing the most weirdest things. I was getting upset. I was driving the car erratically. Um, you know, oh, that's that scary, grade. honey. But, yes. you know, that was your mental illness. You cannot take responsibility for your mental illness. It's a fact. It's not your fault. But it, it wasn't my, but that's how I found out. So, I, I mean, because, I mean, my children looked to me for, um, I was the biggest, the baddest, you know what I mean? And so I know you guys, we, we look at you guys, too, as you're the biggest, you're the baddest, because you guys go over there and fight for us. So you got all this, you know, you got you got that pressure on your back that you're the biggest, you're the baddest, you're not you're not United States military. You know, I mean, well, we like let me yeah. intervene here for a minute, Gina. Yes. Second, um, I was in during the Cold War. I'd never faced combat. For one thing, women weren't allowed in combat then. But wow. I faced the same fears. I mean. Stationed in Germany, West Germany, and facing right up against that Berlin Wall was not stationed up right near it. But that, if that wall had come down, guess what? Guess who would have been the first to go? Wow, wow! You know, someone asked me. They said, "When did she serve?" They said, "Women weren't allowed." What do you feel about that? I mean, um, you know, you guys weren't. Uh, you know, you, but basically, we women had to fight for their right to to vote too. So the deal is, right? I mean, well, Gina, if people don't think that's a real war, my goodness, I think the Soviets had their nuclear bomb, nuclear missiles aimed at us, aimed at the United States. Wow. That wow. was during the communist regime. The communists hated the United States. I think Russia. Everybody hates us now. Seems like it's like wow. I mean, it's like how do no, we? No, we have our allies. We have our allies. They're fighting with us over there. Do, do, you, do you do you believe that America? Uh, now this is now this is a, a far shout out question. Do you believe? I mean, you already see how uh, our, our our country is treating the people who serve this country. Do you think our 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 our, our American uh, our America really? Is you know really uh, in 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 
in the, I mean, in uh, allies with anybody, being it that, I mean, it, it must be something for them to see. I mean, us telling that there's 18, uh, 18 suicides a day is not really good for, for America? other countries to hear. Yeah, it's yeah. not good for other countries to hear. Yeah. But we're still the strongest country in the world, as far as I know. Right, right. We're still we're still the strongest. I don't think any fears there. But it doesn't it doesn't really like look good. But we have to tell. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think that has any bearing on it, though. You don't I don't. Think so? No. Okay. The economy being bad and unemployment being high and. The fact that we're Christians, I mean, all of this comes into play, but not, not veterans committing suicide. Right, right. It's very, so you, I mean, our country must dwell on the fact that veterans and active duty are committing suicide like mad. Well, I'm going to do anything is? and everything I can do on Facebook to fight for them, to help Answer, them. One, one question I'd like to what what... Why do you think it is? The, I mean, the root of it. Why are they doing this? Why? I mean, what is? What do you think is the, because they have PTSD. They have. They're maybe alcoholics. They may be drug addicts. They um, are mentally ill. They're cheap, they have traumatic brain injuries. Um, they're doing it out of that. And you know, with flashbacks, they see exactly. They're right back with their horrific. Memories in combat. They're right back in combat, seeing that, witnessing it, visiting it. And that's why they can't stand it. I talked to a a veteran, he's a policeman now, on Facebook, and he said, he told us in the group that, and he was suicidal almost every day, and, and he said that he just saw, when he would, flashback, he would go back to the place where his soldier was dying on his lap, I think, on his I think he was on his lap, and blood was all over this soldier, this policeman, and he said, um, you know, it's okay or something, and he felt guilty about that because he said he was giving the soldier hope when he knew there wasn't any hope, and he and the soldier policeman had fear in his eyes. And he felt so guilty about giving them hope. And I told him, that's the best thing you could have given them, hope. There's always hope. Even whether you're you know, alive or going to heaven, there's always hope. My heart, my, my, I put my trust in the Lord. My heart hopes in the Lord. Those are two scriptures oh my goodness. that veterans and active duty must know about. Oh my goodness! You just brought up you just brought up a point out that everybody needs to know too, because not too many people want to talk about, uh, you know, faith and uh, how we get faith in Christianity, and not too many people want to talk about it. But I'm glad you brought it up. The well, line, I, I want to talk about it. I think it's, I'm glad it's so necessary in our society. And yet, when my where my photographs are in the gallery up there, I was told that most people wouldn't like. Yeah, you know, most of the uh, clients wouldn't like uh, photographs of uh, you know religious objects or, or religion or what have you, and that was very sad to me, very sad. You know what I found out though, you know, and uh, my my good friend Miss Patricia, I told you about her. 
she she tells me all the time, man, since she's a rock, I tell you, I mean, she knows just what to say at the right time. I mean, I'll be going through something. She, I ain't talked to her for days. And she's like, she touches it. And I'm like, you know what? She inspires me as well. You know, you don't, it's not a religious thing. It is a, we all have one God thing, and he does. He does hear us, and he does listen to us when we ask him things. I can testify. All you have to do is say, God, I really need your help right now. And ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and the door will be open for you. That's right. That's a scripture. And also, too, when the door closes, see, this is a, this is what got me. Okay, CBT. Let, let me let me tell you, because you know I'm a human service major, right? You know I'm getting my AA, and I'm I'm yeah, taking it all the way CBT? to my uh, CBT is cognitive behavior therapy. Let me break it down. Oh, to you. It cognitive, is. Wow. It's cognitive behavior therapy. It is. Actually, it's it's a form of uh, stress management, and there's so many different CBTs. There's so many different techniques. When I say uh, when I say the T, and it is the techniques. Um, you have uh, meditation. You have uh, some people that do yoga. You know, CBT is actually. But the first one we should do, and this is what I say to my vets out there, to my vets who are suffering with, you know, MI, is that the first thing to do. See, the first thought that comes into a a, a human's mind. When someone says something to you, the first thought always, always is a negative thought. I, I mean, I've studied this from the back, from the back of my what? hand. I don't understand this, Dan. Uh, can you explain? Can you expound upon this, please? Okay, you know how someone would say to you, okay, someone say something to you, and then your, your first reaction would be that it, it sounded negative. It would be it, you'll react. I mean, say if someone said something to you as far as what you were wearing, and they were being complimentary. But the first yeah, stop, Gina, like, uh-huh. I, may I say something? Yes. I think this is your own personal stuff. If I, oh, I don't, no, no. I'm not trying to oh, put you down or embarrass you no, no, at no, all. No. I think oh, no, this no. is your own personal stuff. No, no, no. It's not. Per- no, it's not personal. No, because see me. What my do you mean then? What do you mean? I, I mean in the sense of CBT being cognitive behavior therapy. It's turning a negative into a positive. Say if if you feel bad or something bad happens to you. Say you lose your home. As opposed to thinking of, oh, I lost everything, you say, well, another door is going to open. You understand? It's replacing You feel me? Why do you think that what they say is going to be a negative? No, no, it's not what they say. It's more so what what we think. You feel me? It's it's what we think. We're harder on ourselves. You understand? Oh, definitely. I agree with that one. Now, when we struggle with mental illness and all that, it's like we're hard on ourselves. So we have That's to kind right. of take that. Hard you know, on I mean, my like, you, now you got me. Yeah, it's it's not a personal thing. It's more of a we always down ourselves. You know, you you criticize yourself. That's more right. Than you I, mean, I got you wrong. I interpreted what you said That's wrong. Okay. Please forgive me. That's okay. That's okay. That's what we not do here. a personal thing. And now I understand that. Please forgive me. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Look, that's what we're here to do. We're here to. Bring out and always ask me because you know what I'm a I'm not a teacher here I'm a student and I'm learning <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm in the classroom for students. You're also huh? a teacher and a you're also a teacher and a great one. Oh, thank. You. Look, you know what? All I wanted to do when I, when I started the show, I didn't even want to be a radio host, but when I started it, and then all my people came out to support, and then as the time has went on, I I, I found that my responsibilities are kind of great. So I want to be the best I can be. All I ask is that if I, if I can, if if I'm being effective, if I'm effective, and and I guess I got a call just what last night that, that explained a young lady called me and she said uh, 
she listens to a lot of my shows and she was like, I didn't, oh my gosh, she gave me so much praise and I, I, I can't take praise good, right? Even when you said to me, I just, I, I have a, I can't take praise. You know how it is. Well, I just, it, it may be hard for you, hon, but please receive it because you may need it, you may want it. It helps. It really helps me when people say nice things about me. It really helps yes. me because I'm so down on myself a lot of the time. I mean, I'm confident and um, I love myself to a certain extent, but not completely. That's for sure. No. no. They, you and know, we, we all have this. Women maybe especially have this problem. I don't know. No, when we when we spoke to, you know, that kind of bothered me, but then you, and look, you know, one thing I can say is you can give, you you may be going through something, but I, I find that you give you give others hope. So I think what I learned, now this is personal, what I learned is that when I can give somebody else hope, it kind of gives me a little bit back. It's kind of like therapeutic for me to be, you know, be there to listen. I might be going through a whole bunch of stuff, but then when I sit there and I Yeah, yeah. Them, well, that's what we're here for. And also, um, you give people so much hope just by having your show. <laughs> it's yeah. it's, it's <laughs> It's basically, it's basically, it's all you guys. You know, it's God that keeps the show going. I tell you that much because I don't it know is where God, I God, and we are not yeah. accomplishing. God is. Yes. Tell That's people, a really tell, good point. Tell, yes, and you know what? Like I said, you remember when we first spoke? The first time we spoke, and we were talking about God, and you asked me the question. You said it's okay to, and I was like, yeah, you know. Some people don't want to hear about it, but, you know, it's, it's something that I must I, I admit it. I don't go into church, you know, like every Sunday. I, I'm not beating down no doors to get into no church. But the case is I feel God lives in me. So if as long as I'm doing something and I can see that we are overcoming a lot, because I want us to all make it. See, I, I'm idealistic. You know that, right? I'm very idealistic. That's a good way to be. You think so? Seriously. I do. Now, you have to be realistic, too. But idealistic is my game. Idealistic, I'm a romanticist. I'm creative. And so yes. I just didn't fit in eventually, ultimately in the Army, although I loved it and I hated it. Um, I, and um, uh, you know, I'm just not meant to be. I worked for the employment development here, here in San Francisco. I just wasn't made to do that. I'm creative. I finally found out. And that's why I kept getting fired from jobs and quit jobs. I finally found out that I have talents in poetry and writing nonfiction articles about mental illness um, and uh, with artwork and, you know, in photography. And that's that's, that's my career and my passion. You're incredible. you know, uh, a lot of people out here are fearful. Let's, let's, this is kind of to the to the left, but a lot of people out here are fearful. I was talking to my kid yesterday, and I was talking. Well, we were talking about it today with a friend of mine, and it's like a lot of people are fearful to put out, you know, put their foot out there, and you know, to leave these jobs in which they're like, you know, miserable in, and you know, because but then they're like us. Oh, see me, I'm like you, in the sense of I, I can't, you know, I mean, I've done the corporate thing, I've done all that, you know, and the status quo and all that extra money means all. All of that does just not matter. I mean, when you have... Yeah, you have to have enough money to live. Um, But, you know, God made me homeless. Again, I sure do it better than I did before. You know, you just have to... You do not... God says do not conform to the world. Yes, 
Yes. What do you say to a person who's creative and they're stuck in between? Because, like you said, you said you couldn't you couldn't hold the job because it wasn't for you. What do you say to a person who is stuck in the middle of they can't hold a job, they, but they they're creative. And, I mean, they can do this. I mean, they do things that are you know different from others. They're more creative. Oh, I'm I just empathize with them and empathize with them. The economy's too bad to change jobs now. If you're really you know, blessed and unique and rare, you can find another job if you have certain skills. I mean, the need right now is for, I heard, psychologists, or I read, and um, computer people, I'm sure, are always in demand. People and funeral homes, of course, <laughs> mortuary. That's what's sad to me. Prisons, you know, and I'm, I'm going to give you, now this, now this is a real fact. Right now, the growing, the growing uh, institution, which, which is profiting the most, is our prisons, and that is filled up with a lot of people. So I'm, I'm saying you used to be mortuaries, you know, it's always going to be in hospitals, but now you have the prison uh, situation, and I think a lot of the funds that are being spent on, you know, prison uh, upkeep and a lot of uh, hogma is being taken too. Those, those, oh, and just like the Long Beach City thing, you know, I go to Long Beach City, and they just got, uh, I guess. A, Busted for a six six hundred and twenty million dollars that was given to them to build the school for the vets for the pur- sole purpose of getting vets to train. Do you know that all these years they gave them this money back in I believe it's ninety two and that's how they started the, the the school or whatever. They have spent the money on parking lots, vacant parking lots, people's establishments. Oh my goodness! Well, they need yes, to be. Yes. They asked for it. Yes, you see that, that that's 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 what I'm saying. This is what this is when I why I brought this subject up. The deal is, okay, they were given six hundred and twenty million dollars to design something for our vets. Now our vets have been coming home all these years, and they didn't even know that this existed here in Long Beach. And that has been here probably since the naval was the naval base was here. So the deal is, now that's you, the kind of thing you can get the word out about, which you can get the word out. I am pissed. Yeah, I am pissed. I mean, come on. So so what? All these years you had this money, you were supposed to do this, but nobody goes behind you to make sure that the vets get what they need. I mean, I know, but of, anger's not going to help you. It won't help you. I mean, it doesn't hurt the other person; it hurts you. Uh, yeah, I, you have I, to I get know. Over it. Like, you have to ugh. forgive. I can forgive, but I'm like, well, somebody has to answer, though. Sean, well, somebody act has on to it. Act on you. Know, answer. So well, how do, do we get something that about it? How do we get yeah. that six hundred twenty million dollars back? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I know, we, I know, but we can't. That's a fact. Uh, and just think, if they did that here, how many other, you know what I'm saying? Who, who else has done that? And just I know, but on. let's not draw on the negative here. Let's not, draw on the positive. But we need to get more into the governing of where, where, what, what is done. What is done? What is created? Right. What, what do, what, right. what services do we have for you guys? You know what I mean? What, what That's benefits? right. There are, tons, there are a million billion of them, if you will. Um, yeah. There are lots and lots of service for veterans. I will say one thing, though. I had my compensation and pension evaluation, and the psychiatrist never called my local, my my independent psychiatrist, my psychiatrist at my local hospital. He never called that psychiatrist of mine. And... I found out from the VA calling that 1-800 number that claims like mine are backed up down to 2010. Mm-hmm. Now this I really have a beef with, beef about. This is, you-, you know, I called, 
I called somebody. I called the White House, I think, and left messages for the. Um, well, I don't know if I called the White House, but I left messages for both my senator and my con- congresswoman. What it, can you give us a little bit of detail about? I mean, what it is that, that you're going well, through? Well, you mean what 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 the problem is with the VA? Yes, what the problem is. Yeah. I I really don't know, but all of us. There could be people dying of Agent Orange. There could be. There are suicidal people that need help, veterans in active duty, things like that. And, you know, we just can't change this fact. No matter what, it's just a fact we have to face. So in 2016, maybe we will get the results of our exams, maybe. So wait a minute. So there's an exam that you take. Can I ask you, is this for the service connection? Is that for service connection? Um. I don't know. I am 100% service connected. I don't know. Um, let's see. I, I I don't know. I would say not, but I don't know if I'm right. Okay. So, in other words, this uh, this this exam that you took, do all military take it, or do you get to a certain point to where you take it, or is it well, something that we all take? veterans and all veterans who have pensions will get reevaluated. I, I believe. I'm not all veterans, but I believe they all have to. And what and is it not mean? because uh, I have a generalized anxiety disorder. It's part of my disorder. And I get anxious about it. Of course. And we all do. All of us veterans do. What is the reevaluation for? Can you tell me? Do you you know? It's is for it? your pension. Are they going to raise it or lower it? So uh-huh. the psychiatrist, you know, you know, in this case, my I had a psychiatrist reevaluate reevaluate me, and um, uh, what I have is not curable. I'm I have schizoaffective. Yes, with a me bipolar, too. Oh my god. With me a too. Bipolar disorder, and um, uh, so they asked me about. He asked me a bunch of questions. And, you know, we talked. He was a very nice psychiatrist. He was a very nice man. And, you know, then we ended. And he didn't, he can't or something, he can't or didn't let on uh, whether or not I was going to continue with my 100% pension. Wow. And that's something that we need to touch on. Let me say this right quick. Uh, You guys, it's so important. The last show that we had, um, one thing that Mr. Terman, Ken Terman said is that, when it comes to your documentation of your, your your disorders, your physical, your mental, whatever issues that you have, you do have to really be thorough. You have to be thorough. You have to make sure those doctors are thorough. Just like how Shanta said, one doctor didn't get in t- contact with the other doctor. Um, I, I can say this about my person. Now, this can be per- you got to do the fir- footwork. You have to do the footwork. That means you're going to have to get on people. You have to make sure those everything connects. It's like it's like a uh, a puzzle. Is it, okay, you guys know about doing a puzzle. It's putting the pieces of the puzzle, all of your pieces of your puzzle. So that means if you skint your elbow, you bumped your leg, and whatever the case may be, you bumped your head, or, or you know, oh, well, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not going to be evaluated. But, 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 but you know what I mean. It's I mean, like any, but anything. But, but what Mr. Ken said, what Mr. Ken said is you have to note everything because when you get out, you get out. Sometimes, you know, like you know, sometimes we don't realize that MI until we get out of something, and then, it, like, it hits you later. It don't. Sometimes it just doesn't. And what the world should know is 
mental illness doesn't have to strike all of a sudden. It no, it does, but then it doesn't have to. It can linger and linger, and something one little thing can happen, and it comes out. And the case is, you don't want to have to backtrack. If you guys are having any problems while you're serving, you guys need to tell it. He, the way he said was documented. Is that he didn't care what you do, documented. Well, the problem with that, Gina, if you're active duty, and this problem happened to me. You don't want to go to your psychiatrist, a psychiatrist, because they are calling, I don't know exactly what, mental disabilities and sexual disabilities. You know, if you if you are mentally harm, harmed or uh, sexually abused, say, um, it's called a personality disorder today in combat, I believe. I'm not quite clear on this, but there is something called a personality disorder that does does not mean what it sounds like. It's you know it's covering up for something else. And um, when I was in the army, my father had been in the navy. He did not call my psychiatrist. He called the chaplain. And he spoke to me and said my father was worried about me and my mental illness and stuff. I don't remember if he said mental illness, but my father was worried about me. So, no, you can't talk to a psychiatrist. Then I could have gotten demoted or um, discharged or what have you. I talked to um, a major the first time I was um, about to... Well, I could have gotten discharged from the Army because women weren't needed in the Army. They really weren't wanted in the Army at that time. And um, I talked to a major, and he was really a nice man. He had, you know, I had graduated from college, and of course he had. And I wasn't a, a commissioned officer. I was a non-commissioned officer, and... We just talked, and I found, and I was going for undergraduate, and um, I was a squad leader, and I finally said, because it was overwhelming for me um, when the platoon leader, uh, sergeant, um, told us, squad leaders, that we had one more thing to do. I just got hysterical. I was too tired. I, I had been to an IG uh, inspector General's in, you know, inspection, and that's a 24-hour thing that you have to stay up all night and all day getting your whole uh, squad uh, in all their rooms, you know, extract. That's a word in the Army that means, um, or in the military, that means, um, you know, um, perfect, if you will. And... Um, I had stayed up all night with my girls and, of course, had my room all strapped and stayed up the last half hour buffing the floor in the hallway. And um, that may have been the time that, my, that the, the platoon leader said, We've got to, you've got to do one more thing. So I just couldn't take it. And so the first time was talking to that major war – no, not, don't mention that name. He was a bad guy. Anyway, um, oh, is this going to be is this private and confidential, Dan? Uh, uh, we're on air. Don't say it. <laughs> don't don't say it because oh. we're not nationwide. So don't don't say it. Don't say it. Don't okay. Say it, well, everybody, we'll, we'll 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 talk about that one offline. But it brings up a question I want to ask. Uh, okay. How is it? How is it serving in the military as a woman? Um, Honestly. it's uh. 
it is um you make me feel proud um in ba- in basic training I had to have anger and I was very angry about everything they they were making us do because it, they were forcing us and I was scared that I would become homeless again so mm. I just had all this anger in me and it works to do stuff, to do push-ups. And we had women's basic training. We didn't have basic training with the guys then. And um, eventually um, I had friends in the service that were men. Um, One lady, one soldier, uh, one young lady, um, teased me all the way through basic training and they all did, I think, as I recall, because I went out. I thought it was like college, and I went out with my shoelaces in my hand and my polished brass to the first formation, and that is so inappropriate, so not okay in the military. And so from then on, that's my whole, uh, all the people in my barracks uh, tease me, and uh, so it was extra hazing for me in basic training. And then um, the girl that teased me the most uh, thought that permanent party meant that there there was going to be a party that would be permanent <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> and okay, okay. Wow. can you get that as a civilian? <laughs> wow, that's, yes, I did. That's very strange. And yes, I I I don't have any idea why she thought that. None. <laughs> it's just on me. It scares me. Um, so she gave me actually her fatigues, and I could finally fit into them as I had lost a lot of weight in basic training. I quit smoking. I um, lost a lot of weight and actually came out first when we had the final test of PT, physical training, where we had to run around the track in combat boots and with our uh, uh, backpacks on. And I came out first, whereas I had been last uh, in the, in, in the, at PT on this track. Mm-hmm. So I was very proud. And, um, uh, you know, um, the one thing I hated, though, Gina, was weaponry. When I had to go out in the field and, and you know, shoot at targets. I didn't get any of them the first time. I hated that. I hated killing so much and my weapons so much. They never called them guns, and um, and I don't know why. Anyway, um, the second time I got every target. I was so angry, and you know I just didn't even want, we wanted to clean my weapon. My, the guys cleaned it for me. <laughs> so so um, well I I heard uh, I heard a story recently. That because uh, one of my nephews went in, went in, and he had a hard time uh, with the uh, weaponry too. And uh, is it true that if you don't eventually learn how to to use the the your your weapon, that you won't be able to make it to boot camp? Is that true? That's true. That's exactly true. You so can't get our basic training or boot camp without knowing without completing the mm-hmm. weaponry part. You know, wow. shooting at those targets. No way. That's what war is all about. Wow! Wow! Okay. okay. I'm not That's laughing at you. I'm just yeah. I know. I know. I'm laughing. We're, we're not laughing at each other. We're laughing with each other, and it's a total different right. thing. 
There you I'm go. very, I'm very impressed. Uh, I'm very impressed at how you did it. Was your basic training was it uh, excruciating or your anger? I know how it is when when I'm angry, I get a lot of stuff done though. See, I don't take my uh-huh. anger on somebody else. It inspires but you. I feel it motivates you. you. I mean, well, a general put it this way one time. He said. You're really glad you went to basic basic training or, or boot camp, but you'd never do it again. <laughs> yes. I mean, was your experience? Hell. It's pure hell, in my it's opinion, pure. my standpoint. You know. <laughs> pure hell, but you made it through. I mean, uh, what would you say? No, and I'm really through? glad I did. It really strengthens you. And not every woman is made to be in the military. I think I have more testosterone than other women. I'm just built differently. I'm strong physically. One woman did not um, graduate from basic training. It was very sad. She was tall and thin, and I imagine not very strong. And she had to go to the hospital, and we all went, all the people in our barracks, all the soldiers in our barracks, went and waved to her when, when she was in the hospital. I'm very sad, and I never saw her again in AIT, Advanced Individual Training. Wow. What would you say to a young woman who would, would be interested in going into the military today? What would you suggest to her? Well, I, well, I suggest read this book, this fantastic book that I bought and haven't finished. It's very easy reading, On the Front Line. That's what it's called. Can you please write that down and uh, yes. announce that, Gina? Yes, I will. I got you right here on the front line. Did you and it's by Tom N E V E N. Tom Nevin is the last name. Tom Nevin on the front line. Why? Did you share that? Did you share that with me on Facebook? Because for some reason it was ringing true to me. I will I will Google it and I will share it with think you know with everybody. I'll good, good. And then it's a personal guidebook for the physical, emotional, and spiritual. Challenges of military life. Wow. It covers you, guys, it all. you guys got that? That is actually, it's called On the Front Line, and the author is Tom Nevin. N E V E N, am I correct? Correct. On the, on the Front Line, you guys. For you guys out there, because I, I, I got a. I have a friend who has a nephew who wants to go into, he wants to go into the military because my well, friend. He should read that years. before he goes in. Listen here, every Derek. every yeah. word of it. The foreword is by General Charles C. Krulak, the the thirty first, the thirty first commandant of the Marine Corps, and that's how good a book it is for soldiers that want people that want to, uh, you know, enter the military service, and before they deploy, I think they should read this. I wish I had read it. I never was in combat, but I wish I had read it. It may have helped me emotionally and spiritually. I didn't believe in God or Jesus Christ as my Savior while I was in. It would have helped me no end if I had been you know, faithful in that. Well, if if Derek the King Holmes is out there listening with his uncle, I don't know, maybe they're out there. Uh, you need to get that book, young brother. Uh, you send me, an email, uh, send me a text, get that book on the front line. It's by actually Tom Nevin that's on the front line. To all you guys out there who are thinking about getting into the military, I know you guys are willing to take that step, then Sean says, 
Get that book. Read that book. Go over it and then see where you're at with it after you're done. Get Search yourself. Research yourself because you sure don't want to get into a situation if you're not ready. It takes a lot to be these people. These men and women, Sean and all the men and women who have fought for this country, honey, it takes a lot of guts. And I'm telling you, I would have done it. In the cases, I don't know if I would do it now. I don't even want my kids to do it. In the cases, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I just, I, I, it takes courage. It takes a lot of. I, I don't know what it is that you guys have that, but I, I thank you. I thank you from my heart as well as the, I stand for the United States itself. We thank you, Sean, and all of you for the time that you did. You gave your time. You gave your lives. You, I mean, you took time to, to save and be to protect and to. What what our freedom our freedom so we should utilize our freedom today to do the right thing by them, you know I mean we have freedom the freedom they fought for. That's quite an honor and thank you, Gina. And you know it's really the veterans that pay it forward uh, that I think are the best. I think are really doing the right thing, and and I think they're the very best of the best after they come. I think you're the very best, and I think you, you know, of course, you're the very best. Um, I, also oh, I don't know about that. I'm certainly not. But yes, you are. You, whatever you got, you give me some. If I, if I can get a little bit of it, I'll be all right. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. But I don't hear. I don't hear my the two main ladies I speak to basically. And you know, I was kind of wondering about you. I hadn't heard from you, so of course I called. And then my other lady, I had to call and check on her too, because because you guys be busy. You guys be doing the most, so. Like, right, but I didn't get your call, Gina. I didn't get yeah, your call. Yes, I called. I called. No, oh, you no, talked you to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, I talked to you. I was like, you know, I was worried about you. But, but just like Miss Patricia tells me all the time, I got business to take care of. So y'all don't yeah, yeah, I know that. Today. No, I'm pretty much always fine. Yes, yes. Hello, hello. You're not sitting at home like me without a date. You're out there doing it. So That's right. Oh, I haven't dated since I almost got married. And that was in when way back between seventy five and seventy eight when I was in the military. Oh, so you were married? Can you tell us a little bit no, about that? No, I almost got married. Then the the man, the soldier, did not tell me why he didn't ask me to get married. He went to the states and he wrote back. He wrote a letter, and it said, um, "I hope that you can show people your true personality." Well, you, I didn't feel I could do that while I was on duty in the U.S. Army, we had been to Greece, and he had packed my whole duffel bag and even bought a a gift for me in Greece, and we had a wonderful time on the whole. Um, We fought, but um, I just loved uh, being with him and had the physical feeling of love and everything. Um, But, you know, it just didn't work out. For one time, we were... uh, he was um, PCSing, permanent change of station, and I uh, was also PCSing. He was PCSing, I think, to Korea, and I was PCSing to uh, uh, Washington State. Mm-hmm. So never the twain shall meet. Well, and then I've been dated for years and years and years and years and years and years. I don't know why. <laughs> Did you ever date after that? I'm sorry. Did you? I mean, did you date after that, or was it that then? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I haven't dated for years and years and years and beyond, and I don't know why exactly. I was part of the Sierra Club, but you know, I don't have I don't have a car, so I couldn't go to where they were going, their places. 
the nature place. Do you do you have any um okay, let's say I'm I'm being it uh did did you have any problems with dating when men found out that you were that you were a military woman? Did you have any issues oh, with oh, men? Oh no. No, no. They're usually impressed by that. Really? It's like it was well, like you like you like you're all good, right? Cuz it's like, oh, she served in the military cuz that's why I look at you guys. It's like, wow. It's like, I oh, mean, honey. I'm yeah, in awe. You, you shouldn't be so in awe of us. I mean, we did our duty. We did our job as we were yeah. told. There's some young ladies out there that I, I copied on my face on Shepherd's uh, Pasture. If you look, if you scroll down a few, it's been some months ago, but there's some young ladies that are in mil- some military women who were honored for the first time for um, their service. And um, it was it hard? Let, let me ask, uh, being it that it was at a time that when you served that you know, women really weren't really wanted to be there, because I've been in that with the fire department, uh, where they didn't want you there, but were you ever honored for the, the service that you did? Uh, definitely or? not then. It was like um, I couldn't get a job, that kind of thing, and so I joined the military. But now I'm very honored. People honor me now yes. for, for being in the military, having served in the military. And yes. it is nice. I can't say it's not. Um, yeah. There actually is a is a symbol you can make for honoring veterans. I can't remember where it is. It's a physical sim- sign with crossing your hands somehow across your heart and chest or something. I can't really remember, Jan. Well, can you let the people know? Um, let the people know about the the the, the uh, work that you're doing um, that you can share with them so that they can kind of get with us and uh, be able to help a little bit because. We're coming down to like the second hour of the show, and then that second, you know, I still have one hour. After the hour passes, I have one hour to do kind of what I want. But the case is, I'd love to have you stay if you if you if you can. But at the end, I kind of go. I take this. I take the whole show out. I play my intro, my extra, and then we come back after the hour, and then we I usually have fun. But this is so important to me. If you want to stay and hang out. Then you just hang on right there where you at. Don't hang up because you know once once past that second hour, you can't call back in, and then it won't let you back in. But other than that, I know to have you stay for that last that last hour, and uh, I'll take it out like I normally do. Come to you, and then we can speak on some things that are, you know, where you can, you know, let the people know for the people who may not be able to hang out here right or pass another hour because I know, you know, our daily lives are so busy nowadays. Let the people know. What, what where it is that they can go uh, and let me send those numbers out there again while I'm here. Let's go ahead and give that number to the National Suicide Hotline for our vets. The number is the National Suicide Hotline, and it's called the Veterans Crisis Line by the military, the VA hospital, and so forth. It's the number one eight hundred two seven three eight two. Five five. That's and that's one eight. Again, Mom, did you give us the title again, Gina? No, it's it's one eight hundred. You guys, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. I'll post it on all of my pages, and I'll, I'll post it so that they got you guys can know. And also too, let's get that other number that I have. Uh, okay, as far as that Gina, book. I forgot to mention this. You press one for veterans after you call that. National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Press 1 for veterans, guys and gals. Press press 1. And uh, let me go ahead and give out that hotline number as well because that's very important, you guys, and for our vets out there who are struggling. And, you know, you don't be afraid to uh, come and tell anybody. No one's going to look at you any any way different. You serve this country. You have earned everything that you you deserve. You shall get, and we shall make sure you do get 
the case is, we're here for you, and as well as Sean is here for you. Um, Sean, um, you, I, you, you're a photographer as well as a lot of other things. Can you go ahead and share some of your things? So, your your work is beautiful, and I mean, I like to promote it in any way that I can. If you'd like to go ahead and send a shout out so people can see your beautiful work, I shared some of your things with, um, you know, from um, uh, some of your videos. I shared them because I thought they were very special, especially the one about the My photographs, my on my yes. professional side. Yes, if you if you like to, go right ahead. I mean, I support you in any way I can. And you're on that side, aren't you? You joined, didn't you? Uh, yes, I do believe I did. Oh, that's great. And you shared some of my photographs from my professional yes. photography site? I did. Yes, I did. If you don't mind. Oh, that's yes. so special of you. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. And Thanks. so that's there, professional photography Margaret Christie Higgins. Das Sean, and I can spell all that for you. Go right ahead. P R O F E S S I O N A L, professional photography, P H O T O G R. A P H Y and then colon Margaret and all the first letters of these words are capitalized. You know, photography is, is normally a small P and a photographer is no, normally a small P. Anyway, it's, it's colon Margaret. Margaret is spelled M A R G. A R E T Christie is spelled C H R I S T I E and Higgins is my last name that's spelled H I G G I N S That's right. And there's a dash, I believe, and then it says S-H-A-U-N, Sean. So it's professional photography, Margaret Christie Higgins, Stas Sean is my nickname. And, and you should be able to Google that and get that. I've never tried. Well, but I'm going to try um, And I don't know how they can do this. I, you know, I'd love your your listeners to join my site for my group for suicidal active duty and for suicidal veterans if they could or want to uh, or need to. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know how to get in there. People get in there, and let me see. I think someone helped me with that. That on Facebook. Let me get in there if you don't mind, Gina. Yeah, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Um, we come down to the last like a couple of minutes now, Sean. I go ahead and I take it out. I take the show out, but then we come back after the hour. Can you just wait? Don't hang up. Just stay right where you are. I'm gonna go ahead and take the show out, and then we'll come back after the hour. So I say around maybe uh, six. Uh, let's say six oh five, six oh seven. I'll be back on. Can you hang out there with me while you find that? And um, but I'm getting tired. Okay. Uh, and I I will anyway. Oh, but you will. You will? I will. Indeed, okay. I will. Okay. okay. Well, this 
But this is how I do it. Stay right there, Margaret. Stay right there, Sean. Uh, uh, we'll be. Thank you guys for sh- uh, showing up for you guys. I hope you guys are going to remain Dana, for this last. Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. All yeah. Your listeners, yeah. that I typed a V in the, in the search bar on Facebook, and right underneath that comes a group for suicidal active duty, and for suicidal veterans, and it says artists by my picture. Mm. Okay. I'll That's the main how- one. And I have other groups, but I just too there we don't have enough time to mention them. Oh no, yes we do, because we have another hour after this hour. I just usually take I usually take it take us out with the the, the extra I, actually this is what I'll do. I'll just go ahead and give give God his thanks and praise right quick and you just stay right there, Sean. Just hang right there and we'll be back in two minutes. You want me to mention the other two groups, Gina? Yes, I want you to I want you to collectively get everything together for me. Hold on right there, and after you hear this song, then we'll go right into it. So hold on. This is thank you, Lord, you guys. This is Gina's group there. Here you go, short and sweet. I mean, because to me, it was like when when I went through it, it was like, and I'm not a, I'm just a civilian. 
I'm like, well, if I, if so, if they have to go through all of that, I mean, in writing what happened. You know, what would you have to write? You have to write. See, that's like, oh, but how many? I mean, see, for us civilians, you have to write it about ten, fifteen times, ten different books on the same thing, and it's like, oh my God, I think I got more wore down with telling the story than actually the story itself. <laughs> I mean, that oh, was you mean you have, to, you have to defend yourself and prove that you're mentally ill? Is that what you had to do? Yes, yes. Well, yes. that is hard. That is hard. And, um, yeah, that must have been very hard for you. Very hard for you. And but, I can you know, me- mentally ill veterans um, are hardly classified and diagnosed. Di- diagnosed. So um, well, I don't think that, I don't know, I don't remember, but I had never had to put what I've been through, what I went through for 27 years. Um, I never had to uh, write down what I went through. Oh, well, if that if that's the case, if in fact, and like my friend Ken said, he said there, you know, and he, he has given me a lot of, of, of avenues to go so I can, Send it out there to everybody. If in fact, I just I just think maybe you know I'm kind of idealistic, so I think that we should just give you guys what it is that you asked for, and, and it shouldn't be. Anywhere. No, no, Gina, I lied to my first psychiatrist that I ever saw. I think I was still living at home or something, and I lied to him to to get off work. Oh. And he, you know, they can see right straight through that, Gina. They're psychiatrists. They are. They know your mind. Wow. They can. Wow. Body language. They can listen to your words. They, he knew I was lying, and I didn't want to admit this, but it's true. I'm certainly a sinner, just like everybody else. Well, could you? I mean, well, um, we just did you just wanted a break or what? I mean, it, I mean, did you just want you just needed some time to yourself or? No, I just didn't want to work. <laughs> you said that, well, you're the first one. You're the first American that I know who has admitted. On, I mean, I'm you know I'm worldwide, right? You're the first American I know that just said, hell, I didn't want to work. <laughs> you know, because everybody else is like, everybody's well, That's the truth. I, I guess people, I, I would so totally imagine that veterans and that. people, civilians alike do this. I love so you for that. So they can that's get a pension, get off work. And what <laughs> I did was so wrong, and it was a sin, and I'm so not proud of it, and I so don't recommend that veterans or civilians do this. It's a waste right. of your time, for one thing. They'll see right through you in it. Right, right. I mean, playing playing crazy is one thing. See, you, my mom used to always say the person that plays crazy is not really crazy, but a person who really is crazy, you wouldn't be able to tell until, I guess, the moment that they snap or whatever the case may be. And I've learned right. here, until it, it really. I I had that after my mother died. I got my mental mental illness became way worse. And you know, there were, I couldn't. I didn't even know how, how to tie my shoes so that, they, that my foot would feel comfortable. Wow! And things like that. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Wow! And now I, mean, I still have my episodes of depression and uh, anxiety. <laughs> Absolutely. What was and, um, what was you know, I have different disorders that I definitely still have. Go through. But I'm basically fine because I've got this head chief psychiatrist at my local hospital, and he's got me on these great medications that work specifically for my disorders. Yes, yes. And and, and mainly I don't feel mentally ill. I don't go through things. 
in my normal in my life these days. I'm mainly just happy. I'm mainly very happy and uh, productive. If well, I'm one, stuff, but God, God always accomplishes everything. Yes, He does. One, one thing I must promote too, um, that what I learned about you know me and uh, the mental illness about the mental illness is that it's not sometimes the first medication that you you get. You might have to go through several medications. I I I I I. I I call out for people to call me and ask me. You know, if you you got some questions, I'm not I'm not I'm not a psychiatrist at all yet. But you call me and you just got a question and you want to say something. You don't even have to tell me who you are. You know, just go ahead and ask the question. If you have questions out there, you know, just don't be in the dark. Don't you know? You know, Tina. Tina. Huh? Very yeah. dangerous of you to do. You are not a doctor. You are not a yeah, psychiatrist, and you don't what know what yeah, patient yeah, who's what calling you what medication they and, need. And, no, no, that's what I'm saying. If, if they just want to tell somebody, not, not I can't help with it. Medication, I can't help no, with it. No, you that, can't help that they with just want to tell diagnosing them or yeah. analyzing them or anything. Yeah, yeah, I can't do any. I can't do any of that. That's what I'm saying. If in fact that they just want to tell somebody and they want to, you know, get my get my story. You know, if you just want well, to. Well, you can tell your story, but just say I yeah, am not psychiatrist. Exactly, I am exactly. not a doctor. It's exactly, and that's not that's that's exactly what I'm saying. But if you if they have anything that they want to say, well, what did I do? How did I do? Then I'll offer that. Right, but other say, that uh, don't, no, don't let them think that you're advising yeah, oh, them. No, I oh, definitely never, would never, precede never. all that. With, oh, never well, that. I'm not a psychiatrist, and I'm not oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. Never that, because you know what? That causes a lot. Look, I know my, I know my legal and ethical, uh, I mean, like I told you, I, I do, I am soon to get my AA, and I'm telling you, legal and ethically, there are all so many different things you can do, and there's some things you just can't do. Even when it comes down to someone having a, a seizure, you I mean, to go to help them, you know, it's the stipulation. You can't help I, them? In a case of, you you can catch a case. You can catch a case uh, trying, you know, just go, being there to be a good Samaritan. You can catch a case nowadays. You can't just, you know, like, like you can't, what can you get? You you can't just you can't just run to someone's aid. You know it was a it was a person who was sued for giving a person mouth to mouth. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Well, I would give it to them anyway, and not care. About oh yeah, it. because it's like it's like you put yourself in the place of a doctor, and when you put yourself in the place of a doctor, I know, but you do something about it. I went to some. Yes, I can do it. No one exactly. was going out. No one else was going to her. She fell, and she That's went through an episode of being epileptic. And she was afraid that her teeth were, had fallen out. And I just told her they hadn't. And that wasn't her main problem. I mainly was glad that she hadn't gone into a coma or something. Yeah. I mean, thinking back now. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah, no, you go and help the person. It, they fall, it, they're epileptic, they're having a, you know, a seizure, they're having a, a psychological. You know, I talk to people on the street, homeless people, and they're talking to themselves. And, I'm kind, and they're saying bad words and all this. Customers and swear words, and I was kind of afraid to go up to this one homeless man, but I tried to help him, and then he said, "Thank you." I really, yeah. he really yeah. bought me. He really yeah. let me help him, yeah. and I was amazed because yeah. of what he had been saying. He was talking to himself and all that. Yeah. But he said, yeah. "Thank." He said, "Thank you," or "Thank you, man," or something. You know, my 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 mentor taught me this, um, especially when it comes to vets. He always told us when we be out and, you know, say if there's someone sleeping or someone, you know, who they're covered up or whatever, he would always say, he said, never approach. He said, never approach. And then he taught us this. He said, because, see, you don't know. You know, you can approach a, a, a vet who has been in combat, 
and um, they they can just jump up and have a knife and, and you know he he told me that's he right. Any of those homeless people can. You realize yeah. that you can't. Yeah. Those yeah. Of them have, yeah. have their covers and so yeah. forth. But if if they're out in the open, I can tell if they have a weapon or if they're um, you know um, smoking. I hate cigarette smoke. I will not walk near it. Yeah. And yeah. things like that. But yes, that's a that's subject, totally. And that's yeah, and that's another show. But yes, also you have to deal with uh you know, I, I think God has given me the gift to be able to tell see I can tell when someone's hungry, I can tell when someone's going through some I mean, we could be driving by in a car and I can I can feel I it's a it's a human I think what what I learned out of going through what I went through was just to have human compassion and human decency and, and to be able to have empathy for someone else, to put your feet in someone else's shoes and say, well, you know what, maybe I've had a good life, but then this person doesn't. How how must they feel? And then when I, when I was able to do that, I was able to be a better helper. Instead of me going out, because when I first got out there working with the homeless, I would cry. Oh, my God, I'd be crying. I'd be, oh, I mean, that's so not going to help. I was so touched. I was like, oh, my God, I'm I was going to cry. Yeah. I was just cry on everything, right? But then it was one homeless man that kind of broke it down to me. He said to me, he said, uh, he said, uh, it was during the Grand Prix. We had the Grand Prix out here in Long Beach, and uh, during oh. the Grand Prix, they shuffle up all the homeless people for a year from 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 year to year. They give them tickets, you know, for you know for homelessness, and and then at like two weeks before the Grand Prix, they go and they collect them and put them all in jail. So. I, oh, this man. one guy, this, this one character, we, you know, we always go out there to talk to him and see if they want to come on in just for the Grand Prix, you know, so they won't go to jail. Some of these, some of our homeless be having 20, 30 tickets, and, you know, once they scoop you yeah, up and they... Yeah, but they don't belong in jail. Yeah, oh, That's, but you know what? Let everybody know. They're not harming anybody. As long as they're not harming anybody or harming themselves. If they're harming themselves, they go to a, an institution or a hospital. If they're harming others, then they go to jail. But well, you, know, Beach, you don't just generally at lives and send all homeless people to yeah, jail. They, well, California just came up with a law, and I, I'm going to post it on Facebook. Just came up with a law. They can't do that no more. See, Long Beach was doing that because they didn't want the people who were coming here for the race to see our homeless. But see, the deal is our homeless are really on the riverbeds and in the canals, so you, they, they really exist. can't see them. And they are allowed, they are human beings, and they should be allowed to stay where they are. And California just passed a rule last week that they can no longer, can no longer do our homeless like that. So now we're going to have to deal with it. Now, if they don't want to go I am glad. I am glad. I am glad. This should be in people's faces, just like the problem with suicide. In their faces. They have to do something about it. Tell it. They can't be in jail and hide their their faces Mm -hmm. from uh, suicide. No homelessness. They both exist. Yeah. It's a cover up. I mean, you can't you can't hide it. You do something about it. You can't you can't just shuffle people around. And I'm glad California has stood up to put that law in effect. You can't shuffle all people like they're herd. They're people. They're human beings. The human beings who had a life struggle. And mark my word, I was on the other side of this coin before. I mean, I had it all. And then when I lost it all, that's where I got to be on this side. So when I speak at city hall meetings about mental illness, about mental, about mental health, uh, we were in a battle down here for some land that the mili- that the military gave us, gave mental health. And they want, they don't want the mil- they don't want the market to the neighbor. Man, I'm telling you, those neighbors are no joke. They're like, we don't want our property value. I mean, I mean, and I, I know, that. and their pride and their their um their narcissism and all that. Oh my goodness. That's so not important. So yeah, but, but it can happen. Important. 
the one thing that I, I I said to everybody in that city in city hall every time I represent is I say this: I used to be you, now I'm them. The bottom line is it can happen to you. So look, please don't think not one moment. I mean, mental illness strikes sometimes at the I mean at the oddest times, and I didn't even I didn't even know I had it. So the deal is. Don't ever, don't ever want to shut, don't ever want to shut the door on anybody. You know, open the door. You know, accept it in. I mean, because it could be, it could be, it could be your child, it could be your mom, it could be anybody that can be struck with it. And you got to get an understanding of it. Don't be fearful of it. And also, too, people do survive mental illness. I did, and everybody else can too. That now, when it comes to rest, they're a little bit different. But when it comes to civilians out here, we can. I mean, the, the stigma and the the whole. The whole stereotype that mentally ill people are going to always be mentally ill and there's no help for them. Well, and I don't feel the stigma. And you don't have to. Just don't tell people you're mentally ill. You know, you don't have to come out the co- of the closet if you don't want to. I, I do. I do. But I, do. I don't feel, I don't feel any prejudice or stigma. Well, down here, oh, well, see, well, see, down here in Long Beach, a, see, you're up in San Francisco. See, down there, they're partying up there. But down here, you know, it's, it's kind of like you see I'm a lot. <laughs> yeah, y'all partying. Yeah, San Francisco, come on. I haven't been there since I was a kid. I haven't been there as a grown-up, but I know you guys are partying up there. You got the Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, my and goodness. Everything. Well, I'm certainly not partying. <laughs> I'm coming up there, girl. I'm coming up there so I can shake a, shake a tail feather or something. Oh, I'm my so, goodness. I, I'm so grateful to you for uh, you you know, taking out your time and being there. I know you're a busy lady too. I mean, you're out there doing the doing doing the most. You know, you inspire me as well. So I really do thank you for being out here. And in any time, any time, any time that you want to ever be, you know, this this is going to be a, a show that we're going to have to keep going. And the more information that we get, the more that we'll provide to you guys out there, so that you guys can get an understanding. You know, it's really important just just to be a human being today. And I I, I did a writing about the value of a human being. A value, the value of a human being is very priceless. You you can't be, yes, I mean, yes, like, and that's a good thing you did. And you know, homeless people just don't want to be invisible. Talk to the homeless, be there for them, and you don't have to give them money. Pray yes. for them and give to the organizations that support homeless people, like feed people. At, at I used to do that. Feed people at the uh, you know, the homeless feeding places. And, and I, I don't know what to call them, but. Uh, they got, well, they got, you know, there's a lot of, they have churches where you can go get food. Out here in Long Beach, there's a, you got COA, you got a lot of organizations also, too. And then what I do, I still outreach, even though I don't work with Cherokee on a day-to-day, I still outreach. You know, I give what I got, whatever I have. And this is what I say to most people, it's like, I don't have much, but I give what I got because, you know what, you know, it, it doesn't really, I don't, I don't, Cherokee taught me this, too. When you give somebody something, it doesn't matter what they do with it. You know, once you give it to them, it's theirs. That's I mean, fair. if you're the kind of yes, if you're the kind of person that's gonna give somebody something and then tell them you better go buy no alcohol or you better, man, that's, um, you might as well keep your money, okay? Because you know what, your yeah. money is not needed. You're not you're not getting anything off your chest and you're not making right. yourself. Right, but you know that's the problem, Gina. If you give them money, they may use it on alcohol or drugs. They might it's much better to give it to organizations that support the homeless. Like in San in San Francisco, we have St. Anthony's. That's a place where they feed the homeless. Yes. And what's his name? He was on in a movie even. His name is, I, it escapes me, but um, uh, um, I, I suggest that, giving to yes. all of this. Yes. For the yeah, if, 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 if all else fails. Now, some of these agencies, I'm going to tell the truth on them, though, Sean. Some of these agencies are mishandling monies, too. But the case is, look, if you want to do something, you know, 
do do what it is your heart tells you to do, but don't do anything. Don't be compelled to do something because someone else told you to do it. Just be compelled to do it because you feel like you want to make a difference. That's why I do what I do because it's something that I feel respons I feel responsible. I feel right. responsible you to make want, a thing. You want to want to do that. Um, I was going to say something, but I can't remember what it was. Take your time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, and I encourage everybody. Oh, I know. Um, I think it just was on the tip of my mind. <laughs> I do that all um, the time. Oh, there's a, a place where veterans and soldiers can call for a prayer. Would you like that number? Yes. Can we have that? Yes. It's 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Now pray. Okay. 1-800-NOW-PRAY. One eight hundred now pray. That's the number, and someone will on the other end will say silence unity. How may we help you? <laughs> and um, then you ask them for a prayer for what your individual need is, wow. and they will say a prayer for you. They normally for me they have made prayers up for me, and that is the most you know incredible thing when they do that. Wow. And they say we're honored to talk with you. And anyway, they'll say a prayer for you in whatever, in what, for whatever you need, for whatever your need is. And then they will send you either a letter or an email with a further with a further prayer. Tina, I'm getting real tired. That's why I can't talk that's, very well. That's a, that's that's okay. That's okay. I really appreciate you being here. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll probably for the rest of the show I'll play it off. Um, is there anything, anybody or anything that you'd like to say before you go ahead and close it out and I'll take you on out and I'll finish the rest of the show because it's been a beautiful thing today. Um, I, there's there's no word to what I can say for, for you and for all of the men and women who have been here for us and who have supported us without without bias, without anything. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say before you go? Uh, I would like to say... Um, Dwell in the positive, be positive, and um, let's see. And I came so that they might have joy and that their joy might be complete. That's Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for everything. Um I'll be talking You're very to you after, after the show. Now you get you some get you some good good rest and we'll get this ready. I I believe Sunday will be our veteran show. I think this is the best day. So for Sunday at four o'clock we can do this every Sunday. God bless you, Sean, and I'll see you out there on Facebook as well. Um you have a great evening. Um um I don't know what to say. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. You get you some rest and much love to you. Thank you. You've been all you have to do is just hang up and and, and we're good. And I'm gonna take the rest of the show out. Thank you once again for being here. You're great. You're the greatest. Well, thank you, Gina, and right back at you. And I love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hey, you guys. This show has been one of one of a memorable show for me. I thank you guys for being out here. I thank Sean. I thank I thank all of you military men and women out there for being who you are and for representing for us as American people. We gotta do something to make sure you guys 
unheard and that you guys not go not one day without having what it is that you need because you went not one day for for us for us to have our what you say our freedom our freedom is is very important to a lot of us Americans out here and you have been a key in us having that so I'd like to thank all of you guys out there um, I'm going to go ahead we've been kind of running this show uh, kind of just non-stop because it's such an important thing that we address this and um, <clears throat> it's so important to me that you know I, my, my heart I, most of you guys out there that know me know my heart is is it's just, it's just aching. It's aching for us to do something, to do something, to get encouraged, to uplift one another. I don't know what it is. I'm idealistic, I may be, but I don't know what it is that just drives me to want everybody to get a hold. There were two times in this lifetime that I can say that I saw unity amongst all people. It didn't matter what color they were. It didn't matter what race they were. It didn't matter what sexual orientation they had. It was actually the first was the riots in 92 here in L.A., and then it was 9-11. And that's when I saw everybody. You know, I saw people, I saw whites and blacks and Mexicans and, and Chinese, I've seen everybody working together. It's just that one little short period of time. And I kind of missed that little short little moment where, you know, nobody didn't define anybody by the way they spoke or by the way they carried themselves. They defined each other by we were American people and we were in this country and we were in here fighting together. So, with that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do a time check for you guys. It is now 23 after the hour. This is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station here in Long Beach, California. This is Gina, of course, Gina's Group Theory. I thank all of you. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and touch you guys with this because we do need a little, little short, little bit of uh, a little short, little break. And as well, we need what I'm going to play, and we need some love today. Love is the need of love by Stevie Wonder. You guys know him. He represents out of KJLH out here in Los Angeles. Much love to him. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. Happy Mother's Day, and thank you, mothers, for being there for all of us, to bear us, to bring us into this world. You women are just astounding. Thank you. And that's to my children, too, to my children. Happy Mother's Day, Cortez Dixon and Dominique Desiree. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. Much love to you. Haven't heard from that girl yet, but you better call your mama. Here it is. It is now, 24 after the hour. You're here with Gina's Groove Theory. I love all of you guys. Thank you so much. And love is in need of love today, so let's pull it out of our pockets, people, and find where it is and give it to the ones who need it. friendly announcer I have serious news to pass on to everybody what I'm about to say couldn't mean the world's disaster could change your joy and
<laughs> Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is 32 after the hour. I'd like to thank every um, everybody for showing up. This is your KXRW, your community connection, internet radio station broadcasting live out of Long Beach. Who's watching over the Shepherd Part 2? This is Episode 2. This is going to be a, uh, actually the second episode of many episodes that are soon to come. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraging all of you guys out there who um, who are interested in taking a part and you know supporting our vets and who have something who have a word who have a, who have a voice. Your voice should be heard at any time. Uh, I'm here to listen, and so are all the rest of us out here too. We're, we're, I'm standing here and I'm making a difference. And I I'm, I mean, hey, I got you. Um, if, if if you're if you're wanting to make a, a difference in uh, someone's life today, and you want to make sure that you know the people who uh, serve this country are rightfully treated, and uh, you want to make sure they get the benefits that they need, and you know get involved, get involved, start checking this out. 18 vets a day at suicide—that is astounding. That is way far worse than anything that Mr. Wilco told me. And I'm going to touch him and let him know this as well. Um, that is a disrespect, a disgrace uh, as a country for us to uh, allow this to continue. Um, there's not any words that I can say about the way I feel about this. Um, I'm just, just say I'm, I'm at my wit's end. And I hope that many of you out there are at your wit's end to want to do something. Uh, we we have to encourage our our senators, our representatives to 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 you know speak to our president to tell him that we need to do something. You know, let it not be that they lost their lives in vain. Let it not be the ones who have already been lost in vain. You know, they did this for a reason. They did it so we could carry on, not that we all end up eventually non-existent, like how a lot of them end up. It's a shame. It's a travesty and it's a disrespect. And it's only pure human decency that's going to take us to get together to do what's right by them and get make sure that it's done. That what's done is done rightfully for them. This is it was their battle. So in that case, what what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to make something, make something happen. Speak to other people. Bring it up. Make it be make your voice be heard. Call in this station. Call in any station. Frank Wilco has his own AM. It's AM nine seventy, Miami, Florida. You know, stand up. Be heard. You know, represent. It is now thirty five after the hour. I'm gonna go ahead and touch you guys with this new entry to the Gina's Groove Theory Studio. Uh, make a little light of it. <laughs> it's a fellow that I just kind of got into recently, and uh, and he's he's uh, actually I want to give you guys an update. I'm going to be doing my singing too. You know, I'm going to be bringing that to you guys as well. You know, on a lighter note, um, I appreciate your support, and uh, you know, I just hope you guys are in the battle with me. A lot of people ask me, are you willing to give your life up for what you feel? Well, yeah, I've already done that. You know, someone gave it up, gave their life up for me. You know, we got to think of the ones who are already gone, who've already passed and served in this country. They've already done it. What can you say to me? Am I going to give up mine? They already did it for me. So there it is. There's no question. There's no question what we're supposed to do. Like most of you guys out there on LinkedIn know and you've read it, 
Our, our troops are responsibility. Our troops are responsibility. Say it to yourself. Say it over and over again. Our troops are responsibility. Some of them can't fight for themselves at this point. There was a time I couldn't fight for myself, so we need to fight for them now. And that's why I'm here. So much love to all of you guys. I want you guys out there. Happy Mother's Day. I know I said it before. This is actually this kind of I'm going to play. It's new. It didn't even hit like, I don't think it hit anything yet, but it hit it because, of course, he has a new show coming out, and which is a singing show, and I plan on auditioning, you guys. So, you know, CeeLo Green, this is his so special. It's just tight, too. It's just pretty pretty nice. So I'm going to go ahead and bump that on you guys. So we don't get in trouble, but it is hot. Here you go. It's CeeLo Green. You guys know him. This is so special. On the Gina Screws Theory, your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station broadcasting here out of Long Beach, California. I'll catch you guys out there. I'm about to hit the streets. Here you go. This is Gina. They call him Gil Zaga, it's the mutant Mr. Get Down. Live wire, words poke you like barbed wire. Maroon brain, sugar cane, or sand. My right leg longer than my left foot. Put stripes at the square, still to the circle. The spirits off the people, I don't see color. I'm a special mind, yeah, a special kind. Believe in the South at a special time. Covered in leaves of gold, scripture written in scrolls. Spoken so clearly in tongues so my children would come. I don't wear the clothes you wear I'm just different and I don't care It's kind of sad and it's a shame Everyone wants to be the same If you are listening here and now I'm sure I can show you how It's okay to be afraid Don't you wanna be special? I'm from Spence, so boy, try to one stupid dog Thank you. 
B-E-C-I-A-L Heavyweight in the game, he kept the scale I travel over the world back to ATL I'm friends with the mayor, I'm a two-spader A crusader, a natural-born raider I need a dj to be the illustrator Let's get the dollar sign, I said my Gucci rhyme I think it's tea time, don't need a cold sign Emo is on the grind, and about to let it shine Off in the skyline, don't worry about mine I can handle lies, and watch them bird eyes I make them go blind, I don't just have the rhyme That was CeeLo Green. This is your Genesis Groove Theory. That's kind of a tight song, you guys. It is now 41 after the hour. Uh, we're broadcasting here out of Long Beach, KXRW. I want to share this with you guys before I like touch you with some music. Um, pretty much, this is this is what I said prior um, before the break, the music break. Um, I want to share this. This is something that I wrote and I shared with LinkedIn with the military. Uh, I'm in a military discussion group uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, I'm in support of, of and uh, much love out there to you guys out there on LinkedIn who are listening. Um, I'm very, very in awe of all of you guys, the the psychiatrists and the social workers and everybody, case managers all alike, coming together in these discussions have been it's been a, a great accomplishment. And that, that's how I met Miss Margaret as well. Um, it, I mean, the whole thought of how we should deal with our vets, you know, to to you know, well, from them saying the scientific. IQ point by studying, and then from us, from the social worker point of EQ, that's the emotional quotient that's different from, that's vice versa of the IQ, which is the intelligence quotient of, of an individual, of a vet. Uh, you know, we come together, and I just love that. I love that everybody's working together. We need a lot of everything, and they need they need every opportunity that we have that we can offer them to, to you know, to help. I mean, we shouldn't battle amongst each other about what should do, be done or how we should do it. Let's just fucking do it, you guys. That's just it. That's your genius groove theory. So let me share this with you guys. I wrote this um, six days ago, actually. Uh, our troops, our responsibility. Support our troops. To the men and women who have dedicated their lives to protect this country, give acknowledgement. When I have sat back down to speak to vets, the stories of what better on the front line, scout duty, and as overseers of the United States. It amazes me. The courage it takes to be on a ship in the middle of the ocean with bombs being dropped is just one of the thousands of retellings of their history and risk of their own lives it took to afford our freedom. I am giving up my time to be aware, appreciative, and in assistance to promoting the current need for many vets coming home, reentry into civilization after war, an issue that I'm currently getting information. I'm learning that many come home without computer skills, technology, and training in the current job market. This is of a major importance. Simply that vets make up the large population of homeless living on the streets. And the di- difficulty I have understanding is how did we go from being under, how did they go from being under the gun to being walked over on the sidewalk? I can't ex- explain the confusion that I have experienced these past 10 years. But now, I am taking a stand with my show, and this is Gina's Groove Theory, to bring light and hope to our heroes. You guys are our heroes, and you always will be. 
much love to all of you guys. I, I my hat's off to you just just for the people that you are and for the support that you have given. Um <clears throat> anybody out there that knows, you know, when when it comes time and we need you, you know, and someone says, uh, well, where are they at? You know, we need we need help or we have a war over here, you know, someone says, Well, you know, call a soldier. You know, our soldiers are always ready to roll. I mean, men and women alike, you guys are just just superb. You're just above, above any any human being. I mean, you're the best. You're the best of the best. And then much love to you guys. So here you guys go. This is just for you guys as well. I, I think I'll play it on every episode that has something to do with you guys. Soldiers, stand up and be accounted. Stand up and be acknowledged and recognized for the great work that you have done for this country. I want to Where you got it, I'm the hottest around there. Know it when they see you rolling them parlors around me. With the top down, feeling the sound, quaking and vibrating your thighs, riding harder than guys with the chrome wheels at the bottom, white leather inside. When them lanes be spitting at you, tell them don't even try to shoot up a shell and kick it with Kelly or Holly B. You gotta be G's, you way out of your league. We like them boys that be in them like clean. Open them up, they grill, gleam it, gleam it. Candy paint, keep that whip, clean it, clean it. They always be talking that country slang. We like that beat, that beat in the back, beat it, beat it. I be so low from that cheap end. I love how he came up by this screaming, screaming. A rude boy that said to me with street credibility.
Everybody, we're back with Jenna's Guru Theory. It is now 50 after the hour. <laughs> Much love out there to all of you guys. It's your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. That's right, broadcasting live out of Long Beach, California. I'd like to thank all you guys for showing up and being here. You guys have been incredible. Um, you guys are just, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm blessed and impressed today. I'm highly favored, and I have the right idea and the right mind, and that's what all that it matters. Uh, anything else uh, than that, I, I, I can't really say. Um, I'm in support of a lot of things, a lot of things that we do out here and a lot of people out here as well. So I'm going to go ahead and play this too because in recognition for Mr. Derek, the Dammit Boy Brown, uh, he is an artist, an upcoming artist, and uh, he's pretty, 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 pretty tight, you know, and he has a great idea too. He's about helping people and anybody who's down with helping people and trying to bring us together is, you know, always going to be a... <laughs> You're going to have a piece of my heart, you know. I much love out there, too. Uh, all you guys out there, I, be looking for me. I'm going to be uh, doing some moving, and uh, I'm going to be all in uh, in the areas uh, where you just won't even imagine. I'm going to be taking up out of California, and you guys will, well, you guys are going to go with me wherever I go. plan on doing a journeyman kind of thing, too, traveling and, uh, you know, spread, spreading the word of, you know, getting together and supporting one another. We can make some changes. How idealistic I may be, but... Better be idealistic than just not to have any dreams. And, and, you know, in this world, it's good to dream today. So this shout-out is to Derek D. Brown. I told him I would play it on the uh, on the show one day, and uh, I hadn't been able to get him in here to do his show as well. But So I'm going to go ahead and touch it. Uh, he's a young brother, and uh, he, it's called She Touched Me. And it, it, it has a nice beat, a nice rhythm, so I'm going to go ahead and represent for him, you guys. So just go on and hang in there. Give us love. Give us some love. He's on my Facebook as well, you guys. So check it out on the Genus Group Theory. She Touched by Derek Dammit Boy Brown. Much love. Get the genius. Have you ever had somebody just touch you? And I ain't talking about physically, neither. 
Productions, okay? Impact Radio coming near you, you guys. Check it out on the Gina's Group Theory. Opus California's number one talk show, Gina's Group Theory, live on KRXW, your community leader on Blog Talk Radio. Real talk from real people, and it's really funny. Gina's Group Theory on KRXW, your community leader, 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 leader. We're global. Better. 